Welcome to episode 7. This is your host, Derek Chaser, where chasing the Walt Disney World Resort magic is a reality. I hope everyone had a great week, and without further ado, let's start the show. I am being joined today by fellow uh, co-host Mindy Chaser. In today's episode, we are going to talk about several announcements that have come out of the D23 Expo during the Chaser's newsreel, what to pack in a backpack for visiting the Disney World theme parks and the Chaser's tidbit, and then taking a majestic boat ride from the Magic Kingdom to Fort Wilderness to, do, to review the hoop de doo musical review, say that 10 times, and the Chaser's restaurant review. So right into the Chaser's newsreel. Um, all the articles that we got this week uh, came from uh, the um, Disney World um, theme park blog. And uh, the first uh, um, one that I came across that was a really good one is a recap of a lot of what we talked about last week in the Chasers Newsreel because after we cut our podcast last week, literally Disney World came out with a bunch of updates that they had from D23 right after <laughs> we finished. Uh, so we're going to kind of, this article is a great encompassing recap of everything that they announced. And a lot of these um, some of them will be done before the 50th anniversary anniversary of Walt Disney World Resort, and some of them are going to be done before. So um, the name of this article was New Details Shared on Highly Anticipated Experiences Coming to Walt Disney World Resort. Um, the editor of this one is a gentleman by the name of Thomas Smith. And it starts out, the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World Resort will be one of the biggest ever. We're extending the celebration to all four resort theme parks with amazing attraction openings, new entertainment, food and beverage, merchandise, and more. And then at the D23 Expo, they announced Disney Parks Experiences and Consumer Products Chairman Bob Chapek unveiled new details and some exciting guest offerings coming to the Walt Disney World Resort for the 50th anniversary and beyond. And uh, the first one that... Um, is in this article we talked a little bit about this last week is the the Star Wars vacation at the um, Walt Disney World Resort that is the new hotel that they're building Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser and that'll be a new first of its kind vacation experience where guests will check in for a two-night adventure aboard a glamorous starship once on board guests will interact with characters and become active participants in stories that unfold around them on their galactic journey at Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, both children and adults will have the opportunity to face off against a training remote while wielding a lightsaber like Luke Skywalker did as he was learning to use the Force. And then uh, um, we really got into in-depth about this in the last show, so I'm going to kind of leave it at that this week. But just another recap of how uh, they're really going all in with uh, Star Wars. Thank you. Now we're going to move on to a lot of updates at Epcot. So also at Walt Disney World Resort, we have big plans for our multi-year transformation of Epcot. They are taking this park and just transforming it. Um, the park will be unified with four neighborhoods. So right now they kind of have like the front of the park where it's like... Um, I forget what it's called. Well, you know, in the front, they've got, like, you know, they've got, you know, the whole Future World section. Yeah, Future World. And, yeah. and the land. But then they also have World Showcase. Now they're taking it and taking it, make it into four neighborhoods. And then the Seas was the other. Was the oh, other. oh yeah. yeah. So now it's going to become World Celebration, 
World Discovery and World Nature, and then they're continuing with World Showcase, keeping that the same with new additions. So at Epcot World Celebration, Spaceship Earth is remaining the grand icon, which is the big, looks like a big golf ball. <laughs> But the journey will be transformed to new scenes. So they're taking Spaceship Earth. It's down pretty soon, if it's not down already. It's, yeah, it's still open. They're going to be taking it down, I think, estimated by the end of this year. Okay. If not before. Okay. So eventually, yeah. Spaceship Earth is going to be um, closed so they can renovate it. Yeah. They're going to have new scenes reflecting universal nature. A new guide with all new narration will focus on storytelling that brings people together. I'm excited about that. I really like Spaceship Earth, the ride. We we all really like it. So it'll be fun to see what kind of changes they make. I think it's due for a little bit of a refurb. Um, next up, World Celebration in Epcot will also feature breathtaking views at what's called Dreamer's Point. Lush Gardens, a wishing tree, and an interactive new fountain. There's a new statue celebrating the legacy of the original original dreamer, Walt Disney. It just looks very futuristic. It looks very beautiful with nature. There's like waterfalls coming down. It's pretty. I just want to say real quick too, I think it's awesome that they are going to be um, celebrating Walt Disney and adding a statue of just Walt Disney. They have the statue with Walt Disney and Mickey at Magic Kingdom, but there, there's been some chatter on the internet too about well why are they putting a statue of Walt Disney in there this isn't Walt's version of what Epcot is but in a way I guess and just my opinion how I disagree with that is Walt actually had the future and the vision and he was you know a part of building Epcot and now they're just building upon his legacy and I think it's a good idea that they're putting the statue there because then it's going to have the next generation ask more about well who's that a statue of and who is that you know and I understand it's in the name Walt Disney but it's I think it's a good idea to always remember the person that created this wonderful place for us to visit and our family so I think this is a great step in the right direction yes i totally agree next up a new pavilion at world celebration will be the home base for epcot signature festivals providing a stunning view of world showcase and an ideal spot to witness the park's nighttime spectacular this three-level structure will have one of the most remarkable designs at any disney park at world discovery neighborhood in Epcot, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. They finally got a name. <laughs> Yay! We're looking forward to this. It's a roller coaster. Um, it will feature the first reverse launch into space. It's going to be a thrilling, family-friendly attraction, and it will feature a never-be-foreseen storytelling coaster that rotates to focus on the action wherever it may be. And from my understanding of how this is going to work, I believe when they say first reverse launch into space i think it's going to start off kind of like how a rocking roller coaster starts now and you just go forward i believe it's going to launch up reverse it's going to launch you backwards instead of forward oh gotcha um, I, I i you know there's not enough details yet but it so sounds exciting. like you know they're going to be doing something very unique with this experience looking forward to that also an expansion of mission space pavilion the new restaurant Space 220 will open this winter as an out-of-this-world culinary experience with celestial panorama of the space station, including daytime and nighttime views from Earth, of Earth from 220 miles up. It's a restaurant where you're like looking into space, 
So it looks really futuristic. It, um, it's basically if you like, you know, space and that kind of stuff, then it would be a really fun experience for to eat. And I think this is cool too because um, at the front of the park, there's not a bunch of family sit-down restaurants right. at the front of the park. You have to go into the World Showcase. I mean, you know, you have Garden Grill in the land, and that's basically yeah. about Coral you know, Reef, I guess. Coral Reef too. Good, thank you. Yes, Coral Reef too. But those are kind of like the two that are up front, and now you're yeah. sprinkling in another restaurant that's up at the front of the park, and and that's. I think it's a good idea, and I love yeah. the idea. They're tying it into the whole space aspect yeah. of everything, you know, with a roller coaster that's space-themed, and then, you know, the restaurant. So, very cool stuff. Yes, because we, we really never go over by Mission Space just because no. that's not a ride we want to ride. Right. So, now maybe we would venture over there. Um, next up, Mary Poppins. Let's see here. And World Showcase will welcome the first attraction inspired by Mary Poppins in Cherry Tree Lane, which will join the United Kingdom Pavilion as an entirely new neighborhood. This is exciting, um, again, and I know I've been saying a lot of things I'm getting excited about, but I think this is awesome. There's some talks about are they gonna be expanding onto the United Kingdom? Because right now, a lot of um, the existing buildings are shops in the United Kingdom. But I think it is amazing that they're taking this and putting, you know, putting it into Cherry Tree Lane. For those of you that have seen the Mary Poppins movies, this is going to be awesome. It's got that whole, you know, it's it's perfect. And you know, Cherry Tree Lane is iconic, and it's just it's just going to be a great great overlay to add to. Um, the United Kingdom Pavilion. Rumor is, they haven't said exactly what the attraction is. People have, from what I've heard, they've been floating around. It could be like a uh, carousel, uh, like a really nice carousel. Um, it might be an interactive experience, maybe something along the lines of like uh, Enchanted Tales with Belle, where you know maybe they would have something in Charity Tree Lane where Mary Poppins goes through. There's not enough information on it yet, but this is gonna be something that I think is gonna be a great addition. And for Mindy and I, um, we are really starting to, every time we go to Epcot, we have a greater appreciation. We really are starting to find ourselves in the United Kingdom a lot more. Yes, definitely. Um, moving on to China. In the China Pavilion, Wondrous China will take guests on a spectacular journey across China, filmed and presented in a completely seamless 360 degree format. So that's pretty cool. The film Canada Far and Wide in Circle Vision 360 will debut in January of 2020 in the Canada Pavilion with some new scenes and a new story. And that'll replace the O Canada that had Martin Short in it for several years. It's so due for something I different. I think it's due for an, up, an update for sure. And then the France Pavilion will offer even more for guests to discover, including a Beauty and the Beast sing-along, which will be really fun. And then in, that's January. And then in summer of 2020, a much-anticipated attraction, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, will open, which that's, that we've been waiting on that one, as well as a new restaurant called, I don't know how to say this, uh, uh, Le Creperie de Paris. I'm sure I butchered it. <laughs> um, so, but yeah. Ratatouille, that ride's going to be fun for the kids. And for those fans that are out there that mm -hmm. like the Reflections de France show, the Beauty and the Beast sing-along is going to be played, and then they're still going to have the Reflections de France that also plays at a different time. There's going to be less showings of Reflections now, 
because they're adding the Beauty and the Beast sing-along, but they're not getting rid of that show completely. So That's for nice. those of you that are out there that are huge fans, and that does have a a kind of a uh, group, a kind of a following yeah. of people that that's a big part of their vacation because that um, uh, French uh, film that they have in the pavilion has been there for years. Yeah. So a so lot of people. They're not taking away tradition. They're not taking away that. So I just wanted to share that 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 is not going away. That's a good point. Um, in World Nature, the reinvention of Epcot will inc include Journey of Water inspired by Moana. We talked about this last week, so this is just kind of a recap. It's the first ever experience inspired by Walt Disney Animation Studios. Hit film will let guests interact with magical living water in a beautiful and inspiring setting. I'm very curious to see how that one's going to go. And then the Land Pavilion's new film, Awesome Planet, will showcase the spectacular beauty, diversity, and a dynamic story of the planet and world nature, which will begin welcoming guests in January of 2020. That's soon. A lot of stuff is 2020 yeah. January. I'm through this surprised. A lot good. of stuff is, is, is getting ready to launch here. Things are coming fast. Um, and following the limited time run of Epcot Forever at Epcot, a new nighttime spectacular called Harmonio U.S., Harmonious, oh. and they're kind of trying to be like us, like us, it. like the whole name. Yeah, okay. sorry, man. Will be the largest ever created for the Disney Park. It will celebrate how the music of Disney inspires people the world over. And, and once neat. once again, uh, the last uh, showings of Illuminations are going to be in September. I grew up with the Illuminations show, but once again. It, Things are moving forward, and I'm sure that uh, the Epcot Forever that they're going to have, which is that limited run that they're running Epcot Forever, is going to be playing all the theme park music throughout the history of Epcot. That's going to be exciting for that short run. Mm -hmm. And then with the Harmonious, my understanding is from what I've been able, the little bit that's been out there, they're going to have a lot of uh, animated feature okay. um, in the actual uh, that's cool. show itself. So I think it's going to be a step forward. Yeah, Things it'll are just be. Changing. Change is good. And then they also, we have been waiting and waiting yes, for yes, this. Um, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway looks like a very fun ride. And it was supposed to open this year, but it got pushed back. They're saying it's going to reopen in spring of 2020. And so that'll be in that's going to be really neat. Located in the Chinese theater where it used to have the great movie ride. At so Hollywood Studios. You can't miss it when you first walk down, um, you know, Hollywood there and it's right there. It's like those Mickey short cartoons. Right. Um, it's a Mickey themed ride, ride through attraction and it puts you inside the Mickey shorts. So those will be, I know the kids are going to love those. Also um, an announcement that came out is Disney Genie and what this is, is it's got a picture of the Genie from Aladdin and, uh, and that's also supposed to debut in late 2020. Disney Genie will be a revolutionary new digital offering to enhance the way guests plan for and experience a trip to Walt Disney World Resort. Disney Genie will make planning easier and more fun by providing guests customized itineraries geared to princesses, thrill seekers, foodies, families, and more. Guests will even be able to tell Disney Genie what they want to experience, and it will quickly evaluate millions of options hmm. to present them with an optimal day. I think this is a step in the right direction as far as those individuals that might be new to going to Disney World don't quite know what they want. Um, as awesome as this is going to be, 
I would still suggest that, in my humble opinion, that if you're a first time goer or you've been there a couple times and you want a customized experience, I would still look into talking to the companies that um, do the travel all the time because they're gonna be able to get you something that's customized. They're constantly getting things up to date and with any um, technology in general, and this is any technology and this isn't anything against Disney, technology goes down. There's mm -hmm. been numerous times we've been there where the, the um, My Disney app actually has crashed out. You can't update fast passes, you can't get face can't get fast passes because it gets overloaded. You know, it's susceptible like any other form of technology, so it's always good to have those kind of plans while we're going to a paperless society. It's still a good idea to still have an idea of what to do if that I always am of the mindset what happens if you know the tech isn't working what do you do and I would suggest as this evolves and things get better um, this is great I think it's gonna be really help people put things together um, so we'll wait and see and we'll see how it comes what do you think Mindy I agree you definitely it's gonna be neat how they can kind of plan out your day but I think you should always kind of have a plan B just in case or at least have have an idea of what you're doing and if you're new to all this it's definitely good to talk to like a planner because they'll help you and they'll tell you what to expect with the app and there's not a lot of information on this next uh, announcement but reflections a disney lakeside lodge will be a unique hotel and it is proposed to be a disney vacation club resort that's going to be inspired by the wonders of nature and artistry of walt disney so there's not much available on this. There's some concept art that we're looking at. And really in the concept art, it looks like almost like the triangular shape of like, reminds me of like going into like a Polynesian or something like that. It's Futuristic. Like a cross between. Mm -hmm. Polynesian and yeah, the contemporary uh, so I know, but then I, like <laughs> your brain is thinking that. Yeah. And my brain is thinking, well, it kind of like, I didn't realize I didn't read underneath yeah. and I'm looking at it going, what is this? Is this like a cross between Animal Kingdom Lodge and um, like Wilderness? Fort, Fort Wilderness Lodge. But it, it has that, it's definitely modern, but it's nature themed, I think. So moving on, we kind of talked about this last time, the Tron Light Cycle Run. As regular readers know, this attraction lets riders board a train of two-wheeled light cycles and experience the energy, lights, and excitement of Tron's high-tech universe. Looks amazing. And for the first time, Walt Disney Imagineering and Walt Disney Animation Studios have joined forces with Cirque du Soleil to create a show that will combine Disney storytelling and heart with Cirque du Soleil's signature artistry. Previews will begin March of 2020 leading up to the world premiere on april 17th and this so, is cool because that's they, kind they of a neat experience the, they had the um i'm going to screw this up it it's uh, i know it started with an n but they had that for several years they ran the cirque de soleil at disney springs yeah and you know they're going to be using that space again i believe for the new show but i know a lot of people this There's, was a big yeah. part of their um, vacation where they would go to see the show yeah. with you know with the artistry with the you know the acrobatics of how talented these performers truly are so I think this is going to be another great uh, yes. um, addition for the entertainment aspect of Disney Springs absolutely and uh, just overall that that was that that's uh, kind of everything that came out but wow what what a lot of announcements uh, I know that was just a 
quick 20-minute recap of everything that uh, came out of the D23 Expo and what they're preparing for getting ready for the um, 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. On top of just a lot of these items, though, especially some of the ones we talked about in Epcot, some of the shows, they're going to be um, January 2020. Yeah, I can't believe how quickly these things are rolling out, but that's great. And the next article I wanted to talk about in the newsreel this week is another article that was written by Thomas Smith, and it's titled, Excitement Planned Around Every Corner of Walt Disney World This Week. And I wanted to talk about this because there is, it's a very exciting time to be going to Walt Disney World. And I just did want to take a step back. This is being recorded uh, right now. It's 1148 Eastern Standard Time on, uh, on September the 2nd. And I do want to... Um, don't want to be remiss um, about everyone that could be listening to the show that about what's going on with uh, um, uh, Dorian, the, the um, Hurricane Dorian that is um, expected to be a um, Category 4 uh, hurricane and, and what happened, it already hit the Bahamas and at this point they're thinking it's going to swing around the Florida coastline but then there might, it might still make landfall in Florida. It might glaze parts of Georgia and the Carolinas. So for, for everyone, you know, the people in the Bahamas, as well as, you know, the, uh, the states I mentioned in the United States, I know how serious this truly is. But I bring that up because I think it's appropriate to, to keep them in your thoughts and prayers. And also because a lot of what they had planned for this you know labor day weekend because it's one of their bigger you know weekends yeah. a lot of people have had to cancel their actual plans mm -hmm. they because flights were canceled and they had to reschedule their trips and a lot of things opened up around the labor day weekend right um and in this article this weekend star wars galaxy's edge opened up to the public at disney's hollywood studios Inter epcot international food and wine festival kicked off mindy's going to be talking a little bit more about that here in a couple minutes the mickey's not so scary halloween parties are going on and then also just in late august they opened up uh, or actually we're still in, yeah it was late august they opened up the nba experience at disney springs and um also in this article they go in depth about how important the my disney experience app is it and is. because it shows if things change it's the place to go for yeah. up to the minute information right especially during like you know hurricane you know any of that kind of or stuff or even just rain and just rain coming through if 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 shows have been canceled just everything that's happening it's it's an up to the minute information of what's going on and I do know that at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge this was supposed to be when it opened up on August 29th they were letting people into the park as early as 6 a.m. for those um, that were staying at the Disney Resort hotels. And then they had the busing transportation and then as well as the watercraft. And while it has been busy, it's been nowhere near what they expected the crowd levels to be. Right. I think a good part of that is literally because of yeah. everything that's going on with Hurricane Dorian. People that had planned to go so unfortunate. had to reschedule their trips. And it's just, it's, it's unfortunate. But, you know, uh, hurricane season is pretty much, um, I think it's, it could be sometimes in July, but it really kicks off August to November. Yeah. And uh, it's it's a reality, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And I just, you know, I feel for the people that live. Um, but from what I understand, yeah. too, not to interrupt, Go ahead, Disney has been great about, like, letting people reschedule. Right. Um, you know, 
you can They're still get your fame de your yeah. same deals as long as it still falls within the window of the right. whatever the like free dining or that kind of stuff. So um, it, it's really unfortunate but at least disney's not like well sorry tough luck no they're they're trying to be accommodating to people because they know people are really like planning these vacations and looking forward to it so i'm thankful for their accommodations to what people are going through and um we'll, we'll get more in depth into the um galaxy's edge land in a further show but uh the big difference um between Disney World and Disneyland's they're pretty much replicas of each other there it was easier to build the same experience between two different parks um, but at Disney World uh, there is because you know I, I out at Disneyland the only place that you can get uh, adult beverages is at the um, cantina in Disneyland at um, Disney World Hollywood Studios they do have uh, um, adult beverages everywhere in the park so they actually have more adult beverages at the restaurants that gotcha. aren't at the cantina and the stands like the mm -hmm. blue milk for instance in Walt Disney World has alcohol in it the green milk has al al alcohol in it whereas they can't do that in Disneyland they only have it at the cantina gotcha. so that is the really the big difference of between the two is there's more of that I guess the adult feel mm -hmm. that you can kind of walk you literally could walk into you know Star Wars land um, at Hollywood Studios and bring a drink in or get a themed drink so everything else is pretty much the same between the menus I just okay. wanted to kind of throw that out Thanks there for Point that out. Um, but yeah, with food and wine opening up this weekend, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opening up to the public, and the you know the NBA experience which just kicked off, this was planned for Disney to be a really really big weekend for them. And Dorian has kind of spoiled the party for a little bit. Yeah, that's, bit of it. That's so. really unfortunate. Okay, moving on. The twenty fourth Epcot International Food and Wine Festival is now open for 87 days through November 23rd. I don't know about you, Derek, but that's on my bucket list. Yes, we, we've never got a chance to go to food and wine. We want to go. It is definitely something we're planning next year to do the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Parade and dovetail it and make sure that we could do food and wine. Yes. So that is something that we both want to, you know, with, I know we mentioned before on the podcast, numerous times we go in the summer but we've not gotten a chance to experience either one of these two yet, and we're definitely doing it um, no later than next year. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, about food and wine. The Walt Disney World Resort Global Dine Around, the 24th Epcot International Food and Wine Festival, started August 29th, and it runs through November 23rd. They have irre irresistible bites, slips, and nonstop family fun. There's 87 days of festival exclusive edibles, entertainment, there's candy sushi making, there's Remy's Ratatouille hide and seek, hide and squeak, which is a scavenger hunt for the kids. They have the Rock and Eat to the Beat concert series, and they also have a Disney Junior dance party, which is cool. Grab your complimentary festival passport and let's go. Opening week is set to thrill foodies at more than 30 global marketplaces filled with eats like warm, some kind of Swiss cheese. Restlet. Okay. Reclet. We're probably screwing it up. Oh, <laughs> golly. Yeah. Maybe I should get these pronunciations yeah. ahead of time. Um, the Alps Global Marketplace. They have a brand new location. That's the brand new location. For this, this year's year. event. Yeah. Cool. 
Foul your nose to the jerk spice chicken grilled on site for all to savor at the islands of the Caribbean global marketplace. There's also autumn, which I would be so thrilled for, the Appleseed Orchard Global Marketplace near La Cellier. And it's actually where Oak Canada is. This, okay. uh, this Appleseed Orchard Global Marketplace is right in where you see the um, Oak Canada okay. experience right now. And uh, they have ciders. Oh, they awesome. Have, they have like ciders. And I'd be all over of, that, actually. Yeah. Then it says we're Chill Vibe Plus char charcuterie and cheese nibbles pair well with fresh apple enhanced libations plus fanciful flights with spice and kick. Which is the... Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all about that. Toast the festival kickoff with us. Shimmering Sips Mimosa Bar. There you go. Yay. Where mimosas will be served individually or as a flight for those who can't choose. Cool. Key lime and blood orange flavors are some of the options. Then get ready to bust some moves this opening weekend when Radio Disney Next Big Thing artist Meg Donnelly ratchets up the fun factor at Disney DuJour Dance Party. August 30th and 31st, so that already happened. The dance party runs daily with Disney characters and Radio Disney artists, probably good for the tweens. Yeah, absolutely. Um, more new artists will be announced this week. Adding and it's to the every concert. Friday and Saturday. Oh, it's every Friday yeah. and Saturday. Cool. Um, make a day. Okay, so then they also have, like for the adults. The Eat to the Beat. They have Plain White Tees at the debut. Eat to the Beat concert series, or celebrate with new festival act Sawyer Brown, who will take the stage and round out Labor Day weekend, September 1st and 2nd. So the outdoor concerts are included with theme park admission. It's over at America Gardens Theater. Right. It runs yeah. Sunday to Thursday with three times, 5.30, 6.45, and 8 p.m. And then Fridays and Saturdays, they have 6.30, 7.45, and 9 p.m. So that goes through November 19th. There's still time to eat to the Beat Dining package at select Epcot table service restaurants, which is cool. You have guaranteed concert seating. So that's pretty neat. And then if you want reservations um, for any of these special programming and premium festival events, including Eat to the Beat Dining packages, they can be made by calling 407-WDW dash fest fest and for more information on the festival actually uh disney world has their own website tasteepcot.com and check disney parks blog for more festival updates and the disney parks blog um website is is amazing i really like they have it everything they have everything we we scour it all the time it is just a great resource so um, once again everything that we talked about today is at the disney parks blog um and then that's everything going on at that's uh, a lot. <laughs> food and wine. I know that that was kind of a a lot. We spent a lot of time on the newsreel, about thirty one minutes. But I just want everyone to know everything that's going on right now at Walt Disney World. It's it's crazy, you know. Between uh, um, the Mickey's Not So Scary, the food and wine, the opening of Galaxy's Edge. Uh, it's an exciting it's time to be going. It's just a very exciting time. So for those of you that have these fall trips planned, uh, I think you guys are going to be very... There's something for everybody. Definitely. There's going to be something for everybody. There's so much to do. And uh, with that, we're going to get off the news. We're going to go into the Chaser's tidbit. And I'm going to kind of chime in and out with this. But this is something that uh, Mindy and I feel very um, passionate about sharing in the Chaser's tidbit. 
is what to pack in a backpack for the Disney World theme parks. We used to go without packing a backpack and the last several trips we started using a backpack and I have found it to not be too cumbersome. Granted, we go in the summer when it's really stinking hot too, and you know we're carrying this backpack, and I get it, it's just another thing on your back that's gonna make you sweat harder, but you really do get used to it, and so we're, not, the, the key is not to overload the backpack because you can't have too much weight in it because it does become cumbersome, but you can take your backpack on every single attraction at Walt Disney World. It fits comfortably, even on Space Mountain. And that's you got a shove. Tight. You got a shove, but you can take it. fits. So I want to share that because then people are like, well, what do I do when I go on a ride? So no you, can, you can bring them on the ride, and I'm going to kind of turn it over to Mindy to talk about some of the things that are in the backpack and why we suggest that they're in there. We kind of discovered carrying the backpack. I always had like a diaper bag that was hooked to the stroller when the kids were little. But then Derek and I took a solo trip and I'm like, honey, we have to have something to carry around when we're in the parks. So we decided obviously a backpack because you can just throw it on your back. So that's where we kind of started using one. Um, things that you need, if you're going to be out all day or even half the day, you want to have this stuff with you because anything can happen when you're there I mean and just things come up so it's great to have all these things in your backpack so when different things come up you're prepared for it and some of these things are summer dependent summer True. spring because I know it doesn't rain like year-round at Disney World but still it you don't want you don't want to be caught without some no. of these items so we always had ponchos and we found that you can buy ponchos at the Dollar Tree and throw them away every time you use them. But one time I think we must have not had one and we ended up buying ponchos at the Disney, like at merchandise shops they're, at they're Disney everywhere. World. Any, everywhere. Any, any of their, yeah. So we had these ponchos and we discovered they're actually pretty decent quality. So we just were always using these Disney ponchos. Then a cast member told us if your Disney poncho ever rips they will replace it at no cost right. because you spent you know 10 bucks on this poncho and it's really good quality and if you just dry it out in your room at right. night you know it's good for the next day and i will take them home and dry them out for the next year's trip i have like a place where i store this stuff so poncho is really good then derek and i discovered we really like the columbia thin raincoats they're Those. very small compact you can shove them in your backpack, no problem. And some people do carry a small umbrella too. Yeah, I mean, it's we just, don't. It's, it's whatever your preference would be, but poncho, raincoat, small umbrella, if it is raining, you are going to, because sometimes it doesn't stop raining. Yeah. There's some days where it's just like, ah, you can wait it out 15, 20 minutes somewhere, but then there's some days where it's just this like crazy yeah. little drizzle that never goes away. And if you didn't have a raincoat or poncho or an umbrella, you would be miserable. Yeah. And it... It, the parks tend to clear out sometimes, so if you've got that gear, you can just keep right on going. There's things to do. Um, next up, fuel rods or mobile phone charger. Definitely need that because you're going to be using my Disney Experience app. It takes a lot of battery if you're modifying fast passes. You're you're playing the games. A mobile ordering. Mobile food, ordering. You know? I I do the mobile ordering for us. Derek usually is the fast pass person. So fuel rods are great, and as we talked about last week or the week before, you can trade those fuel rods in at any fuel rod station Absolutely. at no cost. So if it's dead, you just find one of those machines and you get a new one that's charged. 
Um, we like to have flip-flops or comfortable like sandals because if your feet get wet in tennis shoes and socks, that is not fun. And you could have avoided the rain and then there's puddles everywhere yeah. and you can't avoid them and you walk through a puddle and then oh, your, your shoes are shot. That happened to me. Yeah. I mean, I was doing such a good job, you know, staying out of the puddles and then I just like, boom. You walked out of the Emporium. I walked out of like, the boom. store and it was yeah. just like instant shoes, yeah. socks, wet. And that just really was not cool. So it's nice to have flip-flops or if you're going to ride like Splash Mountain and you don't yeah. want your shoes to get wet, quick change into the flip-flops. Um, you definitely need sunblock yes. for sure. Um, it's always helpful to have an extra pair of socks in a Ziploc bag. And the Ziploc bags are helpful if you're going on a water ride and you want to put your phone and stuff in the Ziploc bag. So those are very important. Um, then if you're going in the summertime, we like those frog tog cooling towels. Or last time, one of the times at Disney, I ended up with one of Disney's cooling towels. And it's very like easy to store and it's comfortable it just it's nice when it's a really hot day some people like the misting fans so you know that's something you might pack or maybe you have it on like a keychain so it just hangs uh, something that i have found to be very 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 helpful are the band-aid blister block there's like a little it looks like a little like deodorant kind of thing that you can put on your feet to help prevent blisters. And then they also have these special band-aids made by made by the band-aid brand that mm. are like for blisters. So those have saved my feet so many times. And I think that just to recap this, the, the key is not to put too much in the backpack because then you are gonna be lugging, but to have these items on hand is, it. Could could make or break. I mean, I've, yeah. I've, it makes your park well, experience another, better, right? Another thing that we didn't add. Yeah. Um, well, if you have a stroller too, sometimes you can shove like the clear stuff under. Like you might shove your ponchos under there. Oh, I've had like an old shower curtain yes, yes. with Great. these clips. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, I've had like a clear shower curtain with like these clips that I can clip to the to the stroller. To so keep that your stroller because, doesn't get wet. Yeah, because if you're so, in an attraction and a storm's blowing through, in some um, attractions, like going to Epcot again, the land, you can't bring your stroller into if you're going to ride Soren. Right. So, I mean, certain places, it's like you can't take them and bring them in out of the rain. Right. You have to leave your strollers you a lot side it, you know. And it can blow, so you want to make sure you have something to get right. it, clip it on there. Yeah. Um, another thing, too, is with little kids you probably want to have an extra outfit for each kid because even if they're older, things can happen. You want to be prepared. And those Ziploc bags, if you have a stroller, probably could fit under the stroller. Or, you know, if you have two adults, split up the things in the backpack so that it's not overloaded. So, I mean, I'm sure other people, maybe they have things they like to put in their backpacks. We would be curious to see what people have to say. Um, you know, or how do you do it? Do you just carry a fanny pack? I, I'd be curious to see what other people do. Um, so that's pretty much our what to pack in a backpack. Uh, switching gears. Uh, this week's uh, Chaser's Restaurant Review is one of Mindy and I's favorite uh, um, experiences, uh, dining experiences that we had at Walt Disney World. And it is, it's amazing because it's a, it's a twofer. You get great food and you get an amazing show. It's it's an entertainment experience. And I am talking about the one, the only, hoop-de-doo, hoop-de-doo, musical review. <laughs> I can't help myself. 
Poor Mindy has to put up with this every single day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hoop de doo musical review. And this uh, this uh, um, experience and restaurant show is located at the um, the campsites at Disney World at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort. And it is described by Disney on their website at disneyworld.disney.go.com as a hilarious, high-spirited hootenanny the whole family will enjoy, accompanied by finger-licking country-fied, country-fied feast. Country-fied. I can say that word, can I? Country-fied. <laughs> country-fied. I don't know. That was a little but, bit of a uh, tongue twister. But uh, um, frontier-style family fun. Join the Pioneer Hall players for two hours. So this is a two-hour dining experience show of rousing Wild West dancing, singing, and zany. Oh, man. Comedy. Comedy. You never know what to expect when Claire DeLune, Johnny Ringo, Dolly Drew, Six-Bit Slocum, Flora Long, and Jimmy Jim Handy hit the stage. But you do know that it's not going to be dull. Get ready to clap your hands, stomp your feet, sing along, and have a good old time at Rustic Pioneer Hall and Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground. And the food for this, in between the skits and song, because they come out, they sing songs. It's very interactive with the crowd. Yeah, they're gonna. They even pull some people up on stage. I know some people might not be that big of uh, getting into some of it. It's it's harmless, good fun. You'll if you get to be a part of the show. Um, the the time that we were there, we were not a part of the show. We were kind of off in the corner, and one of our children at the time was literally in an iPad so they kind of kind of knew probably like hey this family's probably not going to want to be participating as much into the um in the actual show itself so they're, they're good about reading the cues yeah. from, the, from the audience I'm but sure you could like you say, could no, say no and they you. probably they're would, not gonna yeah. yeah and um in between skits and song standards um you we get literally it's all you can eat smoked barbecue ribs um green uh tossed salad uh baked beans Cornbread, strawberry shortcake. And don't forget the fried chicken. The fried chicken is, is it's amazing. The fried chicken, the ribs, uh, and uh, for the adults that are in the crowd, unlimited draft beer, wine, and sangria that would make Blake Shelton blush. <laughs> you know the song I'm yeah. talking about. But uh, anyway, um, and then soft drinks as well for those uh, non-drinkers or those that are not of uh, 21 years of age or older. But it is so much fun, and the the, the waiters get into it. It's the, fun. The, there's this part where um, the dessert that they give you with the, the, the strawberry shortcake, they actually have a skit where um, the, um, not to ruin anything, this will be the only part about the show I talk about because it's hilarious. Um, where your servers will bring out your strawberry shortcake and they're kicking their legs like they're on like a you know uh, like a New York uh, um, like they're part of like you know like a New York play or something like mm -hmm. that on Broadway and they're kicking their legs up and it's just hilarious it's just it's fun it's it's and it's, they give you that washboard and the kids yes like, they give like, you the washboard at the, the spoon uh, yes. on them and yeah. make noise and it's you this forget you forget you're at Disney World. These are this is one of those there's there's a lot of these experiences, but it's one of the forefront ones where you literally forget that you're at Disney World. You're in your own little this is a unique experience for two hours where you're just totally in this immersive you know, West you know, Western Wild West dancing mm -hmm. show. It's 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 loved by so many people. Yeah. Um 
It is very, very fun. For those of you that are on the dining plan, just, just to kind of give everyone a heads up, there are three categories of seating. And this is something that you're going to want to get a reservation for. You have you to. You do not want to. This, this show sells out. It is extremely popular. So this is not something, you know, I'm not saying that you can't, it never hurts to ask, but last minute just being like, I want to do the hoop de doo musical review. And they're like, well, this, this regularly sells out. Yeah. Because it's so many people want, people that have gone to it want to go back. And those that haven't gone, a lot of people are like, hey, you got to check this out. Um, my humble opinion on this, if you're on the dining plan, you have to at least get a category two seat and it uses two meal entities. I don't think that you're going to get your most bang for your buck if you're on the dining plan using two meals to go to this because while it is expensive, now please hear me out here, um, in category two seating for adults, it's $67. For kids three to nine, it's $39. However, some of the other one um, meal, one entity meals that you get on the dining plan for a buffet can cost this. Mm -hmm. So you could go to two buffets or you could go to one of these. Yeah. So, I mean, I get it if you're on the dining plan and you have a day where, you know, you can save one of those, that makes sense. But this is one of those instances where if you're paying a la carte and you're not on the dining plan, I think that you're further ahead yeah. with the show because 67 bucks for an adult while expensive, this is worth every single penny. Yes, you're going to get all you want to eat, all you want to drink if that's your thing. Um, and then you get this inter just great entertainment experience. So the pricing is for category one where you can't even use your dining plans and category one is the best seats is $72 for ages 10 and up and 43 bucks from three to nine. Category two, which I talked about 10 and older 67, three to nine is 39. And then category three, which will be kind of putting you up in uh, upstairs, I think the upstairs I think. in the balconies is gonna be your $64 for uh, 10 and older and uh, 38 bucks for three to nine. And this, both the category two and category three will use two of your meal and en uh, meal uh, entities or that you have on your plan. So, um, but it's, it's worth it. It's very fun. I think it's definitely worth every penny. I think we did use two two table service credits on this when we did it. We had the dining plan. We did. We didn't realize, right. you know, but, um, it's very popular. Uh, you need to remember to get there early. Why don't you talk about how you get there? Because okay. a lot of people, that's where just, they struggle with Okay, it. so just getting there, you need to get there. They say, okay, the doors open at 4. They want you to get there 30 minutes before the doors, doors open at 4, 6.15 or 8.30. Seating begins immediately at these times, and the show begins 20 minutes later. So they're saying get there 30 minutes before the doors open. And if you're using Disney transportation, you definitely need to allow probably an hour and a half well, travel we, yeah. time. You maybe wouldn't even need that much, but you have to take a bus to Magic Kingdom, and then you take the ferry boat from Magic Kingdom to the Disney um, Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground. I do want to state, too, that if you use the minivan service, they will drop you right off in front oh. of Pioneer Hall. Okay, you could do that, too. But you would be spending money. Right. So just be aware. Or if you bring your own vehicle, you must park at the entrance to Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground. During major holiday periods, you may have to do a nearby satellite lot. So you definitely want to allow plenty of time because you just never know. And you really don't want to be late.
And and once again, don't let the how you get there prevent you from going no, to it, this experience. It's fine. I mean, you know, it is, you know, a little bit like yes, you do have to kind of plan to how you're gonna get there, but it is so worth it. And and that in itself, the um Fort Wilderness itself is just it's a very, very pretty majestic and, and gorgeous area to visit. And they're gonna be upgrading. They have like horse rides that you can do over mm -hmm. there as well. And they're upgrading the Circle Ranch that's over there. So just a great overall. What would you, out of 10, Mindy, what, what would you rate the Hoopty Doo Musical Review? Oh, definitely a nine. I think it's a strong nine for me too. Maybe nine um, and a half, honestly. It is, it is a definitely, um, I'm glad that we got to experience it. We're going to go back and do it again on one of our future trips. And uh, um, I just think it's like, I don't want to say it's a hidden gem. A lot of people that are regulars know about it. First timers wouldn't even know that this show exists. No, probably not. It's, I feel like the kids maybe didn't appreciate it as much. But I think the older they get, they will. Maybe they would. I thought it was super fun, um, very entertaining. So I would highly recommend the Hoopty Doo musical review. And then lastly, we had a question. Um, they kind of wanted to know the difference between hotels at Disney World. So this is something that could take an entire show easily, but we wanted to quickly at least explain this. The difference between a, because hotels at Disney, they have the resorts, obviously. There's like value resorts, moderate resorts, and then deluxe resorts. So we kind of wanted to briefly go through the difference between those types of resorts and I think the biggest part about it is a lot of it is going to do with what do you want to get out of your vacation how much time are you going to really be spending at your resort because a lot of what we're going to be talking about in a watered-down version of this kind of a rapid-fire is every step up has better amenities yeah so at the value resorts if you're just looking if you're going to spend the majority of your time in the theme parks you're not going to be at your resort that much a value resort is perfect because it's a great place to rest your head you get all you get all of the disney transportation that you yep. get at a moderate or deluxe and they do minus have food of courts. course the monorail but um they have food courts and um you know they do have pools but i do want to state this too if you are you know, someone that loves the aquatics, you love the water. There is no slides at the value resort pools. There's no splash pad areas right. at the value resort pools. It's just a simple pools. pool. It's a very simple pool. I mean, yeah, but it's not going to, once again, that goes back to the amenities factor. Um, at the value resorts, um, everyone has pretty much the one area that they get onto the Disney buses. Yeah. Um, which is not necessarily a bad thing because flipping over and out to the moderate, one of the downsides of the moderate resorts is you have a lot more amenities. If you're gonna be spending some time at your actual hotel, there's there's gonna be the water slides, there's gonna be splash pad areas, there's gonna be a lot more to do at the resort. However, these moderate resorts are so popular and so big, there's four bus stops. Yeah. So if you're getting on a Walt Disney World you know, bus, you're gonna have to go around your whole resort. Yeah. And that process itself, could take 15 20 minutes just to go to every single bus stop so that tax on time mm -hmm. when you're trying to get back to the parks but and we've done it numerous times most of the times, times we stay at moderates but if you if you do splurge and go up to a deluxe resort once again the amenity factor the difference here is um, besides Old Key West which has that has four bus stops 
uh, because Old Key West is just kind of its own beast in the deluxe resort. Gorgeous. It's totally like, we'll, we'll talk about Old Key West on a show by itself. We've been there. We love Old Key West, but minus Old Key West, every other deluxe resort has, you know, whether it be water transportation, monorail transportation, and a lot of the deluxe resorts, actually every deluxe resort minus Old Key West is next to one of the theme parks. Yeah. Animal Kingdom Lodge is next to Animal Kingdom. You know, if you're on uh, the Grand Floridian, the Polynesian, or if you're at uh, um, Contemporary. Contemporary, you're on the mono monorail loop. So you're right next to Magic Kingdom and Epcot. Mm -hmm. If you're staying at the boardwalk or if you're staying at the yacht or beach club, you can walk to Epcot or you can walk to Hollywood Studios or, pretty, or you could take the watercraft over there. So once again, the deluxe, every time you ramp up, you're going to get more amenities. Some of the best restaurants in, on property are at the deluxe resorts. You're staying at the Polynesian. You can go eat at Hoana. You're staying at uh, the Contemporary. You can eat at the Wave. You can go eat at Chef Mickey's. I mean, so a lot of the places that people go to eat, you can just walk there from your room. Mm -hmm. So that is the biggest watered-down version, how I can explain it, is on a baseline level, and we'll dive more deep into this in the future, it's amenities. Would you agree with that, Mindy? Definitely. If, if you know, you just know, like Derek said, you're going to rest your head, you're going to be at the parks all day, then just do the value. I know a lot of people who love value resorts. There's nothing wrong with them. Um, if you know you're going to take a midday break, you're going to, the kids are going to want to swim, or you just want to spend some time at your resort, then you might want to do a moderate. And we've had a, like, so many times we've stayed at moderates. And then finally, deluxe, I feel like that's for the splurge, you know, yeah. the splurge trip. Um, or if, you know, if you're somebody who can join DVC, Disney Vacation Club, then those are usually deluxe resorts. So there you have it. A little bit of a tidbit on differences in resorts. And, you know, I realize that, you know, everything that we discuss, once again, these are just Mindy and I's opinions. I realize that there there might be times where you know everything that we say everyone Disney's different so these are just our opinions on and some of the tips that we think will help you know first time second time you know multiple time visitors to uh, um, Disney World so but I do realize that uh, um, while Mindy and I have our favorites we have our opinions I do realize that uh, everyone you know, does have an opinion, and we want to hear from you. Um, ultimately, we're doing this show because we want feedback. We want to answer people's questions. We want to help people. Um, so let us know. If you have any questions about anything discussed in today's show, please email Mindy and I at wdwchasers at gmail.com. That's wdwchasers at gmail.com. And with that, 55 minutes into it, Thank you for listening to the show. And remember, whatever your dream is, don't be afraid to chase it. Until next week, Derek and Mindy Chaser, Chasing Away. <laughs>